Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Part of what we love about doing this podcast is that it allows us to have a platform where we can talk about things that tend to be a common struggle in life. Today, we dove into the topic of mom guilt. Coach Michelle, a mom of three, shared with us the journey she has been on to face and overcome the feeling of mom guilt and shared three practical tips at the end to remember when facing this struggle. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show and leave us a comment on iTunes. Let's get this started. As I was thinking of a topic that we want to discuss today, I wanted to highlight you, Coach Michelle. So I want just to give you a preview to the listeners. Miss Coach Miss Miss Michelle. Michelle. Coach Michelle (laughs) is going to be doing most of the talking in this episode. So if you've been dying to hear her perspective on things, I think this is a perfect topic. The topic that I want to talk about is mom guilt. Um, The reason why I bring this up is I I hear a lot of clients and, and a lot of parents just talking about it and and you know you see it on facebook feeds and all that stuff about like how they feel guilty about taking some time for themselves and not being able to do things all their kids wants to do um and so i think it's number one it's a relatable topic to a lot of moms <laughs> and i want to give you the platform to share and talk because by sharing your story you know people can relate to it and they can also feel like oh you know, there's other people who's going through this. And then we can also kind of encourage others and share, you know, some of the sh- techniques or things that you use to kind of overcome that, Coach Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, that you can share to encourage others as well. Yeah, so many different angles here. My head is spinning. As you, as you all know, you know, I don't always come in um, prepared. You know, he gives me the topics shortly before, so I don't have a whole lot of time to think about it. But just as he's doing the intro, that's when my head starts to click in like what direction are we going to take today uh you're so right mom guilt is a huge thing and i think every mom feels it in one way or another um at at some point of momming and so i guess I'll, i'll start with this the most important thing as a mom is for you to take care of you first so that you can be a better mom. That is one of the hardest things for moms. That was one of the hardest things for me. I devoted my whole life to my kids, my family, everything, um, and I forgot about me. And it wasn't until they got a little bit older that I started to realize, like, whoa, I'm not the best person I can be here because I am so busy meeting all of their needs. It's like I don't even know what my needs are anymore. Was there a point that you hit or something happened in your life where you had to face that reality like okay michelle i need to pause and i need to kind of take care of me uh, yeah and i it goes back to when we talked about uh you know amelia being diagnosed and me deciding that i needed to make some lifestyle changes i realized that i had just neglected myself for so long and it wasn't it wasn't by choice i think some people sometimes will say like oh i could never join a gym because I don't have time for it. Some people use it as an excuse. I think I just really forgot about myself. I just Mm. forgot that I was even important. Uh, So, and I mentioned before, you know, I had to kind of put some mantras into my life so that I felt even worth it, you know, first before I could start to make those changes. 
as a mom, you just, you want everything for your kids and your life becomes consumed with, you know, the daily needs of your kids first, you know, feeding them, changing their diapers. And then as they get older, the activities they want to become involved in, you start to become friends with their friends' parents. And then you start to do, you know, you, the, the things that you do just completely revolve around your children. And then when you have three of them, you're going in three different directions. Mm. So huge. And, you know, so sometimes we don't even realize that we have lost ourselves. And then once you start to find yourself again, you feel like, well, I can't do that. I couldn't miss a t-ball game to do this for myself, or I couldn't go away for a weekend, or I, you know, and and you really have to start to think, I am worth this. I am going to be a better mom if I'm happy. Now, does that mean I have to go out every night and, you know, Mm. (laughs) do all kinds of crazy things? No, but you just have to find that happiness within yourself, and then it just spreads so much easier into Mm. your family and everybody kind of approaches this a different way i think a lot of moms who are my age that's why we always hear about like the midlife crisis the women doing all of these crazy things you know in their in their late 40s early 50s when their kids are grown up i i think we all hit this point where we realize like whoa I, you know, when was the last time I did this or, or what, or when was the last time I, you know, chose me first? Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me through the process of where, so obviously there was a life before you became a mom, mm-hmm. right? And, and in that time, <laughs> do you remember what was important to you? <laughs> what was important to you to then? And then once you had kids, what other things replaced that? And in 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 route to becoming almost overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, with responsibilities and obligations and the stress, probably you put on yourself as well. Sure. Um, to a point where you had to stop and think, okay, I need to take care of myself. How did that process happen? Right. So before kids, I guess you know mainly friends uh that was the big thing like when I think back to then you know spending a lot of time with friends I was in my mid-20s when I had Ethan so a lot of my friends weren't even thinking about getting married at that point so I was one of the the earlier ones to have kids uh so that changes drastically so your 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 single or friends that don't have children are at a totally different place so you start start to kind of lose them or they're still a part of your life but maybe more for like kids birthday parties and not so much like to hang out on Friday night because you're passing out at <laughs> 8 30 with the baby or or whatever so yeah so that that's a big change is that your your friends you know my friends started to change um activity of course activity level changed too I wasn't super active um before Ethan was born but it just came to like a screeching halt maybe I would get out for a walk once in a while or something like that where you know before you would you would just go for whole day-long hikes or go skiing with friends where that kind of just um fell to the wayside and then you get out of the habit I I think that's that's the thing too is is that a lot of these things become your habit and you forget the good things once you had kids you feel like your friendship kind of had to take a back seat Mm -hmm. and you had less things to connect with so you kind of became a little distanced from your close friends absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. definitely and then you have to meet new friends which when you have a baby isn't always easy unless you're out you know um 
with other young moms or if your child goes to daycare, you might meet some, some parents through there. And I didn't have that. So, yeah, so it definitely um, friends, you know, my really close friends, the, I'm still friends with them, but it just changes. Hmm. And then even if you have friends who have kids, they're at different ages. So maybe they're having babies while your kids are, you know, already school age. So you're busy into going to chorus concerts and and little league games. And now they're in the infant stage. So mm. that was a lot of what I noticed, too, where mm. you still can connect, but not as much. Mm. So where do you like at what point? Right. Like so you had you had Ethan, you had Gabe, you mm -hmm. had Mel. Mm -hmm. Where do you feel like you really lost sight of like I, you know, sight of doing things for you and life became all about the kids? Yeah, I would say the, that happened with me pretty instant, probably, mm. you know, uh, I worked full time when Ethan was born uh, and I just I couldn't handle it. I just I wanted to be a mom. So I stopped working full time and um, dedicated myself more to just spending time with him and being a mom and, and, you know, going to work every day was so hard and leaving my baby behind. But in that transition, you know, I, so I was losing a career. I was losing that income, uh, you know, so, so things you have to make sacrifices if you're not going to work full time. And so then, you know, you even start to lose a little bit more of yourself where, you know, maybe some of the things you enjoyed before now you can't afford, uh, you're young, you're starting a family. So yeah, it's, uh, so it sounds like you gained the motherhood, mm -hmm. which is what you wanted, mm -hmm. but in the midst of it, you kind of forgot who Michelle was. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. I became Michelle the mom and forgot about, you know. Michelle the, the person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So when you came to a realization that, like, you needed to take yourself back, that you needed to rediscover Michelle the person back, mm -hmm. where did you start? How yeah. did you start? What were some of the things that you had to kind of overcome to get to where you are now? Yeah, like I said before, just believing that I was worth it, just believing that it was okay mm. to do that, you know, to, to step back from the family, to put, to let's, <laughs> Hitty has always told me I have control issues, and he's absolutely <laughs> right. I do. I have all <laughs> kinds of control issues, whether it's my kettlebell swing or as a mom, <laughs> you know, I, I'm one of those people that, you know, um, I guess I'm, Mm, I don't want to make myself sound terrible, but you know, when you're in a routine, sometimes mm. it's easier just to stay in that routine rather mm. than incorporate somebody else and, and tell them what the routine is or, you know, um, I, I just, I, and I would, I'm the kind of person who will often do things myself and it's just easier to do things myself than to rely on other people. Mm. So that's what happened. You get in that cycle where, you know, rather than me taking that time for myself and having somebody else step in, it was just easier to just keep in that routine. Uh, mm. So really believing that, you know, if, if I start to find myself again, I'm going to be a better mom. Mm. I'm, I'm going to be a, just a better person in general for everybody. Uh, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to feel better about myself. Realizing that at first is hard. That's hard. That's hard when you have dedicated your whole life to your kids to believe that um, it's okay for you to step back and take some time for yourself. That, that was really, really challenging for me. But then once I did, you have to find that balance too. Like maybe you go a little bit too extreme and you're doing a little bit too much. So then you have to pull back, but then you realize some of those things you're missing. So you have to find that balance in between too. And it's okay to ask for help. How many moms out there, like you just, you, you feel like I can't ask 
my parents again to help me out or I can't ask the neighbor again to watch my kids while I go for a walk or, or whatever it is. Um, it's okay. You need to ask for help. You need to take care of yourself, whether it's taking a nap, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's just putting on headphones and blocking out the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we all need to do that. So I'm guessing like that's the time when the mom goat started to creep into your life, oh, right? Yeah. Like when, when you're talking about taking time for yourself, it's, it all sounds great. And I think everybody can agree like, yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. You, that's important mm-hmm. to, to take care of yourself and do things for you. And if you need to take a nap, then you need to take a nap. Or if you need to go on a girl's trip to just kind of like let it loose for a little bit, you know, you need to do that. But also the consequence or the flip side to that is this topic of mom guilt. Right. Right. So where do you think, you know, I think in individual to, to each individual, the answer will vary. Mm-hmm. But for you, where do you think the mom guilt comes from? What is the source of mom guilt? Well, I, I think a lot of it is uh, is society. We compare ourselves to others, first of all. Mm. So you have your mom friends who are totally stay at home moms who you know everything even you know they might even be homeschooling this was before everybody homeschooled you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like totally dedicated moms and then you have the other mom who might be you know very career oriented and I was somewhere in the middle um maybe more leaning toward the stay-at-home mom mom but also you know I always worked and I enjoyed working it was just that you know being and and I honestly think like leaving my job my full-time job was out of mom guilt also what if i missed something it was his first year of life what if i missed the first steps you know am, am i there for him enough am i teaching him enough does he see my face enough is he gonna mm. crawl today you know i want to be there when he tries peas for the first time so all of that and i you know it was just thought consuming first mm. of all it's okay <laughs> if your kid rolls over and you don't see it the first time you're gonna see it a hundred times mm. <laughs> but yeah so so those kind of things are really um put on us by society but also comparison you touched on that in your um in your intro we as moms are always looking at every other mom Hmm. basically setting ourselves up for failure by comparing ourselves because first of all you're not any of those other people Mm -hmm. and you're comparing yourself to so many people all at once you can't you can't ever be all of that Mm -hmm. so you have to find what works for you and what feels good for you, for your child, for your family, what works into your life. But yeah, definitely, I mean, all of those comparisons, what we're fed through the media and, and just society in general. Um, some of it might even trickle down from what our moms did, what our grandmothers did, what every female in your family every d- ever did. We feel like we're up against that also, that we have to follow that path. Yeah, I mean, the role of the females are changing in today's ever-evolving world mm-hmm. in, 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 in great way. Um, you know, I grew up in a household where my mom was a housewife, you know, like and she her job was primarily to take care of us. And that's how we grew up. That's what we saw. My dad went to work and most weekdays I didn't see him mm-hmm. all day on a weekday because he'll leave before I wake up and he didn't come home until I went to bed. Um, and so I saw my mom as the central like, uh, you know, a parent fi- figure. Mm-hmm. And so but today's world like kids are seeing a different mom different version of a mom mom is a working mom yes you know mom's got a lot more responsibility than my mom had when she when we were growing up you know what i mean so you know part of it is 
with that changing role and with that responsibility of work and then because work is a big responsibility Huge. things shift right mm-hmm. and, and and i think the some of the guilt needs to be let go by just saying like hey there's only so much you can do in a day yes right mm-hmm. i and i can't speak for moms because i'm not a mom but what I do know is I know dads don't talk about this, but I think there is a sense of dad guilt that in, gets involved in it, too. You know what I mean? Like, I hate how short I become sometimes when I have a stress day at work mm-hmm. and I come home and I feel like I'm not 100 percent there for Noah or Alex. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I just feel like I'm carrying the weight of work at home. And I'm sure some moms feel that, too. Um, the difference between moms and dad, I think moms are are usually the peace figure in the house, right? Like they're more understanding, they're more calm. Dads tends to be a little bit opposite of that, I think sometimes, at least from my experience. Sure. And, uh, but there's definitely a sense of dad guilt that's involved in there too. Just guys just don't talk about it as much. Whereas, you know, I don't feel, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mind talking about it to be (laughs) honest with you uh, because it is something that I struggle with. But with two working parents, the the role shifts mm-hmm. and that's and i think we're as a society and, and as working family working parent families we're still trying to figure out what that balance is right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and y- something you brought up there too it, it made me think about like how many of us have had a day where you know you wake up in the morning and and maybe you need to go to work or you have a really busy day and and things are chaotic and somebody wakes up grumpy and you end up yelling and mm. the last words that you know out of the car might be angry you know mm. and that can happen in any relationship not just as a parent and this is moms and dads alike and then you know so not only are we let's say you're going to your work so you go to work and you're feeling guilty that oh I wasn't the best mom I could be and but then on the on the flip side of that you know you have the the stresses of being a parent so maybe you're not focused as much on your job and it's just back and back and forth and back and forth and yeah, yeah just just uh but that's all normal and and I've always said moms need to talk to each other more because mm. I think we all feel like we have to um, especially stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. It would th- there's this like th- this impression that everything's wonderful, and you're sitting on the floor playing with your child and teaching them wonderful things. There That's are not days, what you do? no, there <laughs> are days that life is absolute utter chaos. You know, where even if you're home with your babies, you don't get to sit on the floor because there's a hundred other things going on, or you have three kids, so you know one might not be feeling well, or my, one might be having a terrible day. So anything that you thought might have happened in that day just all falls to the to the side but that's all okay and that's where we need to accept that and and just understand that you know no life is glamorous no life is 100 percent. no life is you know mm-hmm. perfect all the time mm-hmm. and i think you just have to really establish what it is that y- you want what is it like as a mom what is it that you want not what this one this one this one this one and that one are doing Maybe there's parts of that that you can learn from, I'm sure. But, you know, you can't try to do what all five of them are doing um, because that's not you. And Right. Comparison is like the devil, right? Oh, like if is. you compare yourself to others mm-hmm. and really what most people, what they are willing to share is like the highlight 
of their lives, right? Like, oh, I did this with my child, or because they <laughs> they want to feel good about it, you know, like and and rightfully so, they should be commended for doing something great, or you know, the moment that they kind of were able to connect with their kids, they want to share that. Like that's that's an urge that we all have is we want to share good stories, right? But what we need to learn to do is not to use that as a comparison point, mm -hmm. but stop it at celebrating that person's accomplishment and congratulating them and, and stop it. Stop your thought process from going to, Oh, how come I'm not doing that? Or like, how come, you know, I got to be like that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of comparison is toxic. Mm -hmm. It really is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's true in any aspect of life, but you know, I, I think, I think we tend to do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some strategies that you try to incorporate now when you feel like you're facing or you're about to face mom guilt? <laughs> yeah. So I, I always have to remind myself, I'm not always great about this, but taking care of me first. Once I can get to a place where I feel balanced, where I feel good, where I'm content, where I'm not super stressed, like I said, it just changes the whole tone. I think that's the other thing is, you know, that primary parent, whether it's a mom or a dad, but that one who, you know, um, just really deals with the children mm. most if, if that happens in your house. Maybe it's an even 50-50, so then it could be both of you. But the, the your, my my emotions trickle over into everybody else. So if I'm feeling stressed, even if I'm not expressing it, my kids know. Mm. You know, they can even tell at a young age. Kids really pick up on, you know, mom looks sad today or, you know, mm. you okay, mom? Uh, so, yeah, as soon as I learn to start, you know, me being healthy, me being active, me doing the things that make me happy, it translated over into everything in the house. And then when something doesn't work, you just have to, you know, take it back a few steps, look at, look at what's going on because we all know too, our kids, they, they change by the time you get through one phase with your kid, they're into another phase. So by the mm. time you're learned to deal with this one, you know, thing that's happening in your life that you might have a little bit of guilt about, or maybe it's a big struggle. Um, by the time you feel really successful with that, they're on to having another phase. <laughs> and mm. you're like, wait, I just figured that one out. And now you're throwing this curveball at me. Do you ever find yourself saying, hey, hold on, I just need 15 minutes for myself. This is what I need to do yes. to either to your family, you know, to your kids or your husband. Yes. Anyway, okay. Yes. Would All you say that was something you weren't able to do before? Yes. Hmm. And what I learned when I would yell a lot or I would really start to feel myself slipping, just kind of, you know, out of control, just, you know, getting really emotional, I would... And at first I would just kind of, you know, go, but that would upset the kids. Like I would go for a ride or something, but that would upset them. Like, what's mom doing? Uh, then I learned if I just tell them, hey, I'm going to go for a ride and this is when I'll be back. Look at the clock. You know, when it is 2.30, I will be back by then just to know I was giving them a time so they would know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that mom just needs to breathe now and mm -hmm. everything's okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I totally I can see that happening in my house. Like I, I know that Corey needs time because everything is mom, mom, mom or mommy, mommy, mommy. Like we <laughs> joke about it. But like there's this pressure from the kids unintentionally, you know, in mm -hmm. loving way. Mm -hmm. They just want mom. Like yes. There's something about moms that, that fills their need and that dads can't fill. Right. 
I don't really know what it is. I, you know, I can't explain it to you, but I think that's just a very typical situation. Yeah, you have so much going in that sometimes I'll say, like, I just need everybody to stop talking so I can think for a minute. <laughs> I swear it's why I'm so forgetful because I have so much coming in at me at right. all times, you know, and it might be important. Mom, I'm going here. Okay, I need that information. But then this one's telling me a story and this one's asking for this or that one's plans changed. And mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it's like chaos in your brain. So you just need time to filter it out. Yeah, it's like both roses and thorn, right? Like mm -hmm. you're the most wanted person in the family member, mm -hmm. which is great. Like that's awesome that like all the kids want that. But at the same time, I'm sure there is a fine line of like feeling great and being overwhelmed. Yes. <laughs> like, just, everybody stop needing me for a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can totally see that. I mean, I see that happening in my house too. And, you know, I think as a, as, a, as a dad, what we try to step in is we try to take care of small things so then it doesn't become overwhelming. At least that's how I try to approach it. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, you know, like, so this, this goes, I guess, goes into a different topic. But, like, you know, we just assume that we know what each other is thinking, right? <laughs> that's, that's where, like, marriage, marriage <laughs> issues comes into play and where conflict arises. Because a we, whole different topic. <laughs> we expect each other to read each other's mind. Uh -huh. so, so I try to read Corey's mind. And I just think, like, this is probably what I need to do to help. And usually sometimes it's, like, way opposite. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm trying and I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to say that I think a lot of dads try mm -hmm. um, unless they're just being a couch potato and not doing anything I don't think they're trying in that sense but if they're actually trying to do something to help I think they're trying to read your mind in regards to what to help but I'm also learning that communication is very helpful mm -hmm. right? <laughs> in a sense of asking what they need and also telling them what they need mm -hmm. right and then that's that's one area that I can say in our family dynamic that, that that we can all improve on is that communication aspect and then it's, sometimes it's hard like when things are go 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 which we feel like we're heading back there again you know like with everything opening back up and and things starting to starting up again you know the the vital piece of it is understanding and knowing how to communicate with each other so the mom doesn't get overwhelmed mm-hmm Mm -hmm. I'm, Amelia, this was like a huge reward, though. The other day, she said, I forget what she was even thinking about, but she said, and then I said to myself, WWMD. And, you know, like at first it wasn't registering because anyone who knows Amelia knows that when she talks, she says a whole lot of things and really fast, and there's a whole lot of information coming at you. And so I just paused and looked at her, and she was like, what would Michelle do? I just asked myself, what would Michelle do? And that was like such a high point as a Aww. mom. I was like, wow, my kid who... A lot of times, you know, 15-year-old girls don't seem to like their moms. <laughs> but she said that to me, and there was no reason for her to even say it. She was just telling me very matter-of-factly. So I asked myself, WWMD, what would Michelle do? I have to think that for a second. I was like, what, I know, medical I doctor? Know. Yeah, I know, I know. I, um, yeah. I didn't know where she was going with it. Yeah. And uh, so, so, yeah, that's, that's the reward at the, at the end of all of it. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, when you do start taking care of yourself as a mom, it's 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 so amazing but i mean there's so much guilt wrapped up in that too but if you're a mom out there who's like starting to to think like hey i need to start doing some things for myself by all means do it you know um you don't need to go crazy but just just little things are really just going to change your life and it is going to it's going to help you with your stress it's going to help you be happier and that will just naturally pass on to your kids hmm. so what would you say as to wrap this all up mm-hmm three practical steps 
to overcome mom guilt or in attempt to overcome mom guilt. I just threw that at you. Yeah, you did. (laughs) So I have to limit it to three. We'll see. Let's not count. Uh, Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Mm -hmm. You are you. Your family is who they are. You need to decide what's best Mm -hmm. there. Take care of yourself and and really take care of yourself for each person that's going to be different but your mm. your mind your soul your body all of that you're going to feel better when you really start to find that that good balance whatever that means for you if it means going for a run if it means doing yoga if it means you know meditating if it means lifting heavy weights whatever it means do that if it if it means you know connecting with friends once a month something like that do that do what's good for your soul but also take care of your body take care of your mind um change your thoughts mm-hmm. we have a lot of pressure as moms um as parents you know i i hate to kind of just limit it to moms because there's a lot of dads out there who are who are doing some great parenting also um you know whether they're on their own or or if that's just their role in the family um I got off track. I, That's <laughs> I lost, okay. I so that was my, your three. Yeah. So uh, don't compare. Don't compare yourself. Take care of take your, care of your. Take care of yourself. Yep. Take care of yourself. Change your thoughts. Change your thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's a very good practical advice. Yep. And you and can do it. It's a slow process. It's slow and you have little fallbacks, but do it. And would you say, you know, if there's any moms out there that's struggling with this issue, you'd be more than happy to talk to them? Of course. Absolutely. Right. And then by any means, we're not experts in this field, right? But you have a life experience Mm -hmm. as a mom that's Mm -hmm. gone through this. And this is something that I see on a daily basis. So um, we are here for you. I think that's one of the most important things. And sometimes you feel lonely when you're going through stuff like this and, you know, you feel like there's no way out. But you know, I hope that listening to Coach Michelle's story and, and her journey in this mom guilt process has helped you kind of um, feel a little bit better about what's going on. Um, and her helpful tips will help you guide and navigate through the web of parenthood. Right. Uh, I have one more ahead. thing to add. Go Once ahead. Once you make that decision to take care of yourself own it i see so many people who do it but they do it with guilt (laughs) so you know uh do it you know like if if you're saying like hey i'm gonna join a gym and and i'm gonna go three times a week then do it take that time for yourself make it the most you know just own it just be really proud of yourself for doing it don't go to the gym and then feel guilty the whole time you're there because that's going to hold you back really Mm. just own it like i'm doing this for me 100 percent. i'm doing this for my family and and this is my thing so yeah well this is a great conversation and very insightful one coach (laughs) dudes thank you so much thank you Uh, we hope you enjoy the show and we'll be back next week bye everyone